Hello and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to look at a cautionary tale, or you could call this another rant, and basically, I'm going to look at, again, yes, you guessed it correctly, for those of you who've been listening to the show right from the beginning, this is going to be another episode about how not to communicate with your customers. Now, recently, my wife ordered some chickens and yams, well, not live chickens, she can't stand live chickens, neither my wife nor I know how to slaughter chickens, so... Um, we always go and get the, um, what's it called? You know, the ones that you go and buy out of the freezer in the market. But anyway, we've been both um, busy, swamped recently. And so she thought it was a good idea to um, go on uh, Instagram and order from these folks. You know, all these, um, the different outfits um, out there. Uh, I'm sure if you live in Lagos, uh, Abuja, Port Harcourt, those sorts of areas, <clears throat> there are people on the gram who... Um, uh, offer these kinds of service, um, services where they can go and do your uh, your marketing for you. Sorry, not marketing, your um, shopping from the market for you. And um, I don't know how they price their stuff, but I'm sure that there's a percentage in there to make up for uh, their time. And um, it's not just uh, folks on Instagram, but there also used to be this um, service. It was a website. Uh, I can't remember what the website was called, um, but unfortunately the founder is now dead, uh, an Abuja-based guy, um, may so rest in peace, uh, they're off, um, operating outside of um, Lagos and Abuja, and that's what they used to do basically. So you'd go on the website and you'd type in, you know, um, I want uh, onions, one kilogram, tomatoes, one basket, um, uh, goats, uh, two heads, and uh, three laps, uh, let's see, what else, you know, just put it there. And then you'd pay, and then they'll bring it straight to your uh, doorstep. So these sorts of business models have been um, are currently being explored in Nigeria and have been going on for quite a while. So wifey hops on uh, the internet and she uh, checks out one of those people and she decides to place an order for chickens and yam, chicken parts, and then yams that are supposed to be delivered. Now, uh, we were told that they were going to be delivered on a Saturday. I can't remember when she placed the order, but the time of the delivery was not communicated. So, of course, Saturday morning, um, you know, uh, we all wake up and, um, you know, everybody's trying to plan uh, their schedule uh, for the day. You know, wifey and her own runs. Me, I've got my own runs. And then, of course, um, uh, how to handle the kids. So, of course, we need to know uh, when are the deliveries going to come so that we know how to uh, plan our movement, how to plan our paroles. So, uh, wifey sent several messages to them. Um, she started sending messages in the morning. And I think as at uh, noon or maybe one o'clock, uh, there hadn't been any response. So, I asked for the phone number so I could give them a call. And then I called and then the lady answered. Uh, I told her that we placed an order and we hadn't been given a time for delivery. And it would be nice if we could, um, if they could tell us when uh, they were going to deliver, you know, just so we can plan. And immediately she was very combative uh, going on about how the, uh, the dispatch riders were already en route. Uh, it was a busy morning. And so because of that, she can't be busy pressing phone. That's in her own words. She said she can't be busy pressing phone and that wifey should send a message and of course i already responded that my wife had already sent a message sorry several messages that had not been responded to which was the reason why i was calling in the first place so i mean between you and me doesn't make sense does it now someone is going to call to say hey you guys haven't been responding to our messages can you let us know when the delivery is coming in and then you tell the person to send another message to use that communication route which they tried which obviously uh, didn't work and um, was um, unresponsive.
And then another thing that got to me, apart from her being combative and the whole attitude about how she can't be busy pressing a phone and blah, 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 she got my wife's name wrong. I told her patience, but she kept repeating back uh, that they have no records of Precious. And I said, no, my wife's name is not Precious. Even if you find any Precious on your records, that's not my wife. Her name is Patience. And then she would reply immediately that they have no um, records of promise on their records, which got me wondering that how quickly is she running through the records that I call the name and then she responds immediately. At least to some people, you call the name and they say, oh, hold on one moment, let me run through the list. And then they say, oh, no, sorry, we don't have that name on file. And I now had to correct her again that, no, my wife's name is not promise. Even if you find a promise on file, that is not my wife. My wife's name is Patience. And then she responded again with another name that begins with P, saying that they do not have that name on file. This happened three times. I said Patience, she said Promise, she said Precious, and she said some other uh, P name. I can't remember um, what the name was. Anyway, uh, my mom was in the room and, you know, my mom heard uh, my own side of the conversation. And, you know, um, after we ended the conversation, of course, mom, she was... I'm obviously um, miffed, like, you know, what kind of rubbish is that? I mean, is this how you run the business? Um, you know, because I try to calm things down because I'm not one to get angry a lot. Okay, well, I get angry just like anyone else. But I, I've just always figured that if we're in a difficult situation, what we're trying to do is to resolve um, the situation, first of all. So I, I kept refocusing. I told her, look, madam, there's no need to get upset. I just need a delivery time so that we know um, how... Um, how to plan um, the rest of our day and um, she didn't give any assurances uh, there was no apology all she said was that um, uh, dispatch riders were um, in transit and um, that things were going to get there soon but when she said all these things she didn't make any effort to check any records to check anything to speak to someone and then get back to me and luckily, the uh, dispatch rider called my wife, and he turns out to be a very pleasant fellow. And so things got to the house um, eventually. I didn't mention it to my wife because patience can be very, um, she's very fiery and she's uh, quick with her tongue. And I figured, look, as so long as the thing gets here and then we can plan the rest of the day, she knows when she's going to cook. I know when I can uh, step out with the kids and uh, stuff like that. So long as we just get all the info that we need, then um, we'll be good. Uh, especially since, especially if, you know, it turns out that these people are not 419ers. Because, you know, some people who don't, um, some people who are, uh, what's the word, unscrupulous and try and, um, some people are unscrupulous and try and defraud you. Because I remember one of these services that we tried where uh, it could have been an honest mistake, but, you know, a couple of things were missing. You know, maybe you say 5 kg of tomatoes and uh, maybe you get uh, 3 kg of tomatoes or something or whatever. But I can't remember how it is um, at the time, how it was at the time that they got a couple of items on our um, order wrong, but it was just um, stuff like that, missing out a few items here and there, you know, instead of three tubers of yam, maybe two, those kind of things. Anyway, so it got there, no harm, no foul, but I spoke to wifey about it later on, and of course, you know, she was um, really upset. I uh, wanted to have exchange words with the lady, but I just told her, you know, Fashi, just let it go. I only just told you because... I don't know. I just told you just because it happened. Anyway, so what's the right way to go about it? And what is the right way to talk to customers? Now, 
The right way to go about this, I've said it time and time again on the podcast, but unfortunately, it looks like there are people who are in the uh, business consultancy um, space or the influencer space or whatever you want to call it, um, like uh, I am. Uh, there are lots of us who do not um, preach this gospel. And so there are lots of business owners in Nigeria who are running around and doing a bad job when it comes to communicating with uh, customers and handling uh, customer service issues. Now, the right way to go about it, first of all, is to apologize and to take responsibility. So a simple statement like, uh, sorry, sir, sorry, madam, chukudi, novex, kunle, abeg, novex. You know, something like that. I'm sorry, I take responsibility. We're going to make sure that we sort out your order as fast as we can. Now, there are a lot of you listening to the podcast right now who don't like that whole thing about taking responsibility. And so that's why I keep explaining time and time again, not just here on the podcast, but also when we're having live sessions and I'm talking to people um, over Zoom or in the classroom or whatever, that responsibility is not the same as fault. The fault can be the buyer's fault, but you taking responsibility for sorting this thing out just means you are the one taking the duty to make things right even though the fault can be the buyer. So when you say you're taking responsibility, it does not mean that you are the one at fault. So don't feel as if when you say, I'm going to take responsibility so that we can sort things out as quick as possible, don't assume that you are admitting fault. You are not. So that's the right way to go about um, about it. Apologize, take responsibility for the situation, and then you ask a few questions so that you can get all the information that you need to make things right. So let's rewind. Kunle, beg, no vex. Don't don't worry. I'll sort this out. Um, but can I ask you a few questions? I I need to know a few things so that uh, so I know how to um, so I know where to check. You know, uh, what's the name? Who placed the order? What time? What day? How much did they pay? Uh, what's the quantity? Where is it supposed to be delivered to? Um, how did she pay? Was it bank transfer? You need to ask all these questions because sometimes maybe the payment was bank transfer. And so because of that, um, you know, there was no automatic uh, registering of the order. And so maybe things were not confirmed to the delivery people. I mean, there are all kinds of reasons why things honestly go wrong in a business. Not because you're trying to defraud someone, um, but all kinds of things happen. So I apologize. Take responsibility. Sorry, ma. I'll take responsibility. We'll sort this out as quick as possible. But please, I need to ask you a few questions. What day did you place the order? For how much? Where is it supposed to go? How did you guys pay? Oh, do you have the tracking number? Okay, no other. No problem. After you get all the information that you need, um, you're not going to be able to say, Oh, Oga, Madam, Kunle, Kemi, uh, sorry that this happened. Um, give me a few give me a few minutes. Let me call the rest of the people on my team. Let me try and figure out where your order um, is um, at the moment. Let's confirm that we got your order uh, and payment. Let's confirm where it is at the moment. And I'll let you know how soon to expect your order or what else we're going to do to be able to redress the situation. Something like that. So remember, I said it doesn't have to be very formal. I know I can sound formal when I'm coming up with these um, scripts on the fly. But that's basically the whole idea. Apologize. Take responsibility. Then ask some questions. When you ask the questions, some things are going to become clear and you're now going to know what the next step is. So, um, yeah, so when you have all the information, update them uh, on what it is they're going to do to solve the problem. 
If you don't have all the information that you need, everything is not on hand, we will promise to call them back within a reasonable time. Like in this case that I called, um, we had already been waiting several hours. So if you said, oh, I'm terribly sorry, sir, uh, please give me 30 minutes and I'll call you back. I mean, for somebody who's been waiting for several hours, uh, waiting for 30 minutes is not going to be that much of a problem. So a reasonable time, uh, be as fast as possible. But in this case, if you said 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that's not a problem. So basically, that is just the way that every business owner should go about handling these sorts of things. Now, why should we handle things this way? Some of you don't want to be, uh, what's that word called? Uh, what's that word called? Uh, is it do doormat? I'll be footmat. You guys don't want to be a footmat. You don't want people to walk over you anyhow. You don't want anybody to disrespect you. Because after all, this is just money that, you know, what is it? How much? After all, it's just 20K. It's just 50K. Nobody can insult me, blah, 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 and all those things. Now, this is why you have to handle things this way. Because we are running a business. It's not personal. All right? So let's get that out of the way. We're handling a business. Let's stop getting these things, you know, personal. You know, yes, you graduated with a master's and everything and all whatnot, and you won't tolerate this and you won't take it and, you know, all that jazz. We're handling a business. It's expensive to get customers. So let's stop bringing customers in only for them to leave us upset and go out through the back door because the process of getting customers is expensive. It costs us a lot of time to keep updating Instagram, putting out these promos, putting up the photos, going to uh, bridal fairs, going to trade fairs, or going to the market, getting supplies, um, networking, all the things that we do. It costs us a lot in time and money so there's no point in doing this to get 100 customers to place um, an order with us through the Instagram handle. And then of those 100 customers, 80 of them are upset. And then they leave and then never come back. We only retain 10. It's, it's, um, it's not good business sense. Now, if you doubt that it's not good business sense, let me just give you this um, anecdote. And if you look at uh, your husband, your wife and your friends, you will see that there's some truth here. Now remember, I said that wifey, patience, has tried some of these things um, over the course of the last uh, 10 years that we've been married. But I have noticed one thing. Patience has used several of these companies, several of these services since we got married, but she has never used the same one twice in the last 10 years because she has had these kinds of issues with them. Now, it's not just patience, because patience also has... Um, some friends at the office, you know, similar situations like us, um, you know, no house help uh, or no family members living with us. So basically, we're just running things ourselves. So, you know, her friends, you know, Eki, Jugos, um, a couple of other people. It's the same thing. We use several of these companies, but none of them has used the same one twice because of these issues. You try and then there's Wahala, there's Bege, there's Quarrel, there's all kinds of whatever. And so, you say to hell with them, you start going back to the market yourself. After a while, you're like, mm, let me try somebody again. And these issues happen again and again and again and again. And this has been going on for over 10 years. Now, while we're talking about these things, um, surprisingly, my mom also said the same thing, that she hasn't um, used, um, done any repeat businesses with any of these services um, as well. So... This is just um, an anecdotal example to show how the level of um, drop-off or the level of failure with these uh, companies um, is high. 
because you're spending a lot of time and money to get people in through the door and lots of people are leaving upset through the back door now lots of people don't realize that this is a problem because they are making a healthy profit they are making a healthy living and so they think that everything is okay like, okay don't mind that idiot that guy how can he talk to me anyhow blah 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 after all his wife only uh, ordered something worth uh, 50k when people are offering uh people are making order of uh, 300k is it this that 50k that they want to try and insult me blah 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 now the thing is you're making a profit with all those people like you know my wife and i and colleagues and momsi and other people that we know not using them um uh, again and um so basically that's just low-hanging fruit and i've done an episode um on that before in the podcast so if this is your first time listening by the time you're done scroll down look for the word low-hanging fruit in the title and you get some more um some more ideas um, expressed there why it's not a good idea to rely on low-hanging fruit now let's say the business is doing good at 2 million 3 million 4 million 10 million a year and you are relying on low-hanging fruit now imagine how much better business would be if you just implement some of these changes and when 100 people come through the door let's say 80 of them end up staying with you imagine how much fantastic business could be See, because sometimes we don't need dramatic ideas we don't need big strategic ideas to grow the business sometimes it's simple sales skills and soft skills uh, those are the keys that we need to move us forward because for this lady and for people in this line of business they're going to experience a dramatic um bump dramatic growth in the business when you have somebody like patience that's my wife and her her people you know jugos eki uh you know the rest of them the real magic happens when somebody buys from you this month and buys next month and the next 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 so 50k might be a small order because there's somebody who comes and places that 500k um, order once in a while but all these 50 50k things if you look at all these repeat 50 50 or 20 20k if you're on this line of business and the people are buying every two weeks and how many weeks are there in a year you know 52 weeks in a year just do the math that's some really interesting uh, profit margins right there especially since these are people that you're not trying to run around and market to and to get them as uh, new clients coming in through the door and so this is the reason why we should not be relying on low-hanging fruit and also um i hope this has been able to show in a very vivid way because um some of you might not be able to relate but eventually you ask around talk to your spouse uh, talk to your friends you find out that we have all these um, experiences all the time and it's not just people that sell food it could be simple things like my wife also buys um, the kids stuff over the internet toys pajamas you know stuff like that so it's simple stuff pajamas toys food what else paper supplies art supplies office supplies all kinds of things all these situations come up so if we want to make a um, dramatic improvement in the business we don't need anything fancy this is just how to handle it apologize take responsibility ask some questions when you ask questions and you figure out what the problem is you're going to know how to um redress so that's it pretty much that's the end of uh, today's rant and i hope this is another example of how not to communicate with your customers i would like to say i hope that this is the last time i'm going to make this kind of podcast recording but for those of you who've been with me from the beginning it's been three years and there's always an example about how we shouldn't do these things so i'll keep on speaking the gospel 
about how not to communicate with customers, how to handle customer service issues, and how to take responsibility for sorting out these problems when they arise in our businesses. And let's remember that nobody's immune. For those of us in the wedding and the event space, it's the same. If someone calls up, um, if someone calls up because they have um, problems, um, you know, they haven't received the wedding album or they don't like the quality of the pictures or they're not happy with the way uh, that you plan several aspects of the wedding. If you're a wedding planner, the process is the same. Apologize, take responsibility, ask some questions. If you ask questions and you know what it is that was... Um, uh, that was... Uh, if you ask questions and you figure out what it is that you didn't quite do right in planning the wedding or in carrying out your job as a wedding photographer or as the MC, you know, you know, you now have ideas about how to make redress or what to improve on um, in the future. So let's learn how to handle um, all these things and let's learn to speak to our customers in the right way because we go through a lot of time and money to try and get them to come in through the door and there's no point in sending all of them out through the back door angry with us going around spoiling our reputations and making business difficult for us. Also, reducing the customer lifetime value and the profits that we are going to get in running our businesses. So thank you for listening to today's recording. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.